2: Blog Talk Radio.
0: Celebrating their twentieth year in radio broadcasting, with news not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Ha, ah, this
2: is such a powerful, powerful day to share a brand new way of restoring our health. Our guest, Sila Wiedemann, is brilliant. I personally liken her to Tesla with her skill in rock medicine is exact in her delivery, always pushing the envelope since I've known her as a young woman. And in her new book, Rock's Heal, The Science of Medicine, Sila has literally placed her hand in our hand, showing us how to nourish, educate, and mend not only our mind, but our body and our spirit. And now with tangible evidence, rock medicine is more than stable, at any herb and continuously gives out its essence without having to be rebooted. <laughs> How magnificent is that? You are now listening to
0: the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. For over 30 years, SELA has worked as an advocate to provide alternative solutions to the toxic and costly ways that medicines are manufactured and supplied. In an era of excessive environmental pollution, rock medicine offers clean remedies that are safe, non invasive, and without any harmful side effects. Developed by SELA as a standard standardized biochemical science, the minerals utilized in rock medicine has quite easily affordable and SELA never charges anybody for basic information to restore one's health. These methods have gained the endorsements of numerous people over these years, including Native American medicine men and women, and stone masters. Seela is called us all the way from Arkansas the center of crystals mm. seela it's uh, it's a complete honor to have you with us today. Welcome back to our show.
1: Oh, thank you so much and ladies, please let me say congratulations. On your 20th year of your show, I'm I'm so proud of you, and I'm so grateful to be a guest, and I'm honored that you have me back. Wow!
0: Thank now, you. Now I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question for you. Did you move to Arkansas because of a uh, the energy there from all the crystals?
1: Um, actually, we did not. Um, my, my husband and I, upon his retirement, we started looking around the United States to decide where we wanted to live. And to be honest with you, we had one primary criteria. And because of what we've done to the environment of not just the globe but this nation in particular, um, we said that we would only move to a state that was not water critical. And um, there are now 37 states in the United States that are water critical. And this happened to not be one of them. And when we got here and saw just how protective they are of their or uh, their uh, water, soil, and air quality, um, that was mainly that and the great, um, the economy here for, you know, retired folks is just, it's excellent. You get so much for your money and wonderful people, beautiful communities, and very, very clean environment.
0: That's what made us decide to move here. Oh, well, I didn't know that about Arkansas. That's uh, great information for our listeners. So when we were talking to you uh, just before the show started, you uh, stated that your new book, Rock's Heel, it took you five Mm -hmm. and a half years to write. Wow. I bet that was a lot of... (laughs) Boy, you were uh, looking into things really deeply, I would think, before you, you published your book.
1: Well, I wanted to do the research for everyone. You know, the first book I put out um that was published uh and, and available widespread in nineteen ninety six called Rock Medicine, um, which was the practical application of healing in stones, um, that involved physical stones, um emotional stones, and spiritual stones. And I wanted to come out with a second book that delves more into detail. But I also wanted to give the scientific support so that people could check the information. Um, You know, we've had so many wonderful healings. People that were told by their physicians could not get well. And back in the day when it was just an overview of my system, the original book really didn't give as much information so that when someone was courageous enough to tell their physician that the reason they're they're no longer testing for lupus is because I utilize this system. And this book allows them to actually show on the page to a physician or to a scientist or to anyone else that has the knowledge and background and understanding of biochemistry, that these stones don't work because they're magic or because they're mystical, but they adhere to um, being medicine for us based upon the laws of physics and the
2: laws of chemistry. Huh. Wow. Well, when I pick Have up you had your any? book, I, I, I was going to say when I pick up your book, let me tell you, there is a frequency that comes off of this book. Uh, Dr. Emoto talked about having the written word "love" like written across a bottle of water that can change, change the water to perfection. Well, I, I'm telling you, this book, uh, uh, Sila is just really, um, it, the energy is really uplifting that comes off this book. It's just beautiful.
1: Thank you. We're hearing that from a lot of people, actually.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's, a- actually, I felt that, too. <laughs> so, Yeah, maybe just holding this book and going to bed with it. <laughs> 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 now, you said something about the uh, stones and, and rocks having memory of the earth before it was polluted. Um is that part of uh, their strength in, in actually healing?
1: It's not actually that they have the memory. It's It's a lot more basic than that. If you take, you know, you have animal, vegetable, and mineral. If you take something living from the animal kingdom and you throw it into sewer sludge, it is going to get toxic through its pores, through ingestion, by way of the toxins in the sewage sludge. Likewise, if you were to take a plant, any type of vegetation living, and put it in sewage sludge, it also would start to osmose toxicity. Crystals and gems are denser than that. The mineral kingdom is denser. And except for radiation, There is no pollutant that mankind has been able to emit that ravages this beautiful, dear planet that we have that can infiltrate the stone. In other words, if you take a clear quartz crystal and you throw it into the same sewage sludge, you can let it sit there 35 years. You pull that crystal out and you rinse it off, it has no toxicity from that sludge in it. It didn't sponge any into itself because its molecules and atoms are too densely packed. So it does not absorb them. So it's not that the stones hold a memory of being non-polluted. It's that we can't pollute the stones. They're too dense. Air, water, and soil pollution rides over the top of them but it does not go into them. The only thing that puts this kingdom at risk for being tools of medicine and wellness is radiation. And so that we do have to pay attention to and know that some areas that are very high in their um, radiation toxicity, we don't want to even be mining stones from those areas and using them, as we don't use um, any stones that are altered um we don't use lab grown we don't use any stones that have been heated dyed irradiated um or pressure treated um these are the things that will disrupt a stone at a subatomic level which then taints them like if we had food that was contaminated with pesticides but the stones themselves cannot be poisoned by the toxicity that's coming into our air, our soil, and our water that is man-made.
2: Wow. What a great way to return our earth back to health no matter where. Eventually it's just, Well, that's wow. why I
1: call it the Rock of Ages. That is exactly why I call it the Rock of Ages, because the stones were kept safe from us. That's the amazing thing. They weren't kept safe from dark that would, you know, want to thwart healing and wellness, they were kept safe from us. All the things that we do and use in our everyday lives that leave a weight of toxicity behind our consumerism. And I say that to you as someone
0: who does drive a car and is talking on a cell phone, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, big pharma. That's uh one big example. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh I mean well the pharmaceutical companies are obviously about maintenance programs, not about cures.
0: And, and it's, um It's about greed also. <clears throat>
1: yes, and, and as you will um recall, that's also something that's different about this uh new book from the first book, is I really go into the history of where did medicine start? Why do we have these, you know, these this fork in the road of spirit absent science and science absent spirit when the only way that it will work is if it is dovetailed and works together? Because we are this third dimension. Other than spirit is nothing more than chemistry and math. Everything we look at, everything we touch, everything we see and ourselves are just the result of chemistry and math. And it is the practicality of using crystals and gems as medicine that is so vital, that is so necessary that we get into the mainstream. And it's um it's actually almost comical because I get better acceptance with my information from people who are clinical medical practitioners than from people who teach extremely elusive applications that can neither be tested or put through clinical trials in any way. You know, most of the information out there regarding crystals and gems talks about their influence on areas that aren't really measurable. You know, when we when we talk about rock medicine, we talk about cataracts dissolving. We talk about calcium deposits in the artery and the heart dissolving. We talk about schizophrenics um, being able to be lucid and lose the extreme anger. Um, these are things, you know, the, the swelling going down in arthritis, the T-cell count coming up and the viral load going down in people with AIDS. Rock medicine isn't about taking rose quartz and black tourmalines and Apache tears and amethysts and treating chakras or grounding you or eliminating negatives. Those are things that can't aren't even defined the same by two people.
0: You know, so when, you see, when
1: you see in some of these books where they say that every single stone does everything or every stone does whatever you intuit it to do or whatever you intend it to do, rock medicine is a system that brings the stone into a place of being a chemistry set that you can wield for actual physical medical circumstances.
0: So it's a are there So are there stones that should not work with each other?
1: Um it's not that there are stones that should not work with each other. There are some things that just don't um communicate well with each other and so they won't do anything. For example, the stone malachite is for your eyes. The stone emerald indicates your spine or your back area. If you combine a malachite with an emerald, the stones communicate with each other and they say spine eyes. Okay, that makes no sense to them. So they do nothing. They do nothing. But if you take a stone which is um, coral, which... Represents a calcification, something that is a calcium, like a bone, or a calcium deposit. If you put a stone like coral with malachite, it says calcium deposit on the eye, which is a cataract. You put the stone coral with the emerald, which says back, and the coral says calcification or bone, then you're saying back bone. So it's not that you can. Harm people by combining wrong stones. They they won't make you ill or anxious or distraught. Um, What they do is they either work chemically together or not. I mean, if you want to make the color green, you have to combine blue and yellow. And you can combine blue and red all day long you'll never get green, no matter how much you believe it or want it or need it.
0: <laughs> so it's, almost like you, it's almost like you're writing out prescriptions with your your uh, gems and stones and crystals.
1: Absolutely. Well, they're sentences. They're formulas. And see, that's the thing. As you said, I, I've done this work for 33 years. I don't charge. I've never charged to give anyone the information, the therapy, um, the guidance to treatment, nothing, ever, ever. And I don't solicit donations instead of charging. I just, you know, there's, there's several reasons for that. And one of the reasons is because it behooves me that others are well. We're all in this together. We're all part of each other. But the other reason for that is, yes, I will, in written word and verbalize to people, yes, absolutely, I can treat your arthritis. And here's specifically what you treat it with. And give them an absolute list of the seven or eight or nine stones that is required to treat it. And someone who wants to shut down this work would have to come after me because of my taking money from people in a fraudulent way. Or oh, i taking see. money because I'm practicing medicine. And there are a lot of alternative healers who are always worried about their verbiage and they have to throw disclaimers in there. And, you know, um, I have the luxury of not having to do that in 33 years. I don't have to filter my words. I don't have to filter my passion. I don't have to squash my enthusiasm or the the precision of my in, inspiration and information because I don't charge you for it.
0: It's a complete Sela. freedom.
2: Yeah, great. Sila in um, I think it was around 1985. I remember. I mean, it was so vivid and so exciting for me to see what you what you did. Uh, you took us outside and you spoke about making blanket spreads that would generate healing thousands of miles away from one area. Would you please share more about this?
1: Sure, and I'm really glad that you've asked me because that's very timely. Um, Rock medicine has four different methods of application. The first one is handheld, which is exactly what it sounds like. The second one is essence which is exactly what it sounds like. The third one is called the focus direct, which enables you to treat someone across a room. Say someone who has Alzheimer's can't be treating themselves. You can set up a focus direct that points at the chair they sit in or the bed they sleep in. But one of the most wonderful tools we have is the blanket spread. The blanket spread needs quartz crystals to generate it. Quartz crystal will generate any stone or combination of stones a distance of 100 miles per pound. Now, the diameter of the planet Earth is just under 8,000 miles. So you only need 80 pounds of quartz crystal put up in an apparatus called a blanket spread. They're easy to do. And you can put any stone or stones in it for any single malady or imbalance and treat the entire planet. Now, when you use handheld methods for treating, that is the fastest, most expeditious healing. You're going to get results in hours and days of holding stones. But as you get away from the sense themselves, using the essence, using the focus direct, and finally going to the blanket spread, the blanket spread takes years to elicit re- measurable results. So I have had up in the United States since I believe we began in 1995. I'll have to go check the notes. But we started putting up blanket there was one point in time where, for a five and a half year period, there were fourteen blanket spreads set up under glass cases, treating fourteen different maladies in the world. Now, let me, I'm, I'm right now, my website, um, which is www.rockmedicine.com. I feature a blog and right now we've gone into a blog that is going to be a series and it is going to give in detail the global blanket spreads that have been treating the planet and we just reset for 16 new maladies on uh the Valentine's Day weekend this year. But one I want to share with you is we've had a spread up for truth. And the stone for truth is Celestite. We've had that spread up for, I would say, six or seven years. Now, one thing we've seen just in the last three or four years is this tremendous global motion of a battle cry for truth. People are understanding what news media don't tell the truth. The veil has come off. We are seeking the truth en masse as as protesters, as voters, as activists, as individuals. Um, And, you know, the social media has been wonderful for... You know, people used to just post pictures of their cats and what they were having for dinner. And now it's taken a turn to really being um, a truth-speaking tool. And I believe that that spread for truth being up those years has triggered a change and an and a evolution and an enlightenment and an awakening. And the most important place I believe we needed to begin was to release truth. And when I say release truth, the stone celestite helps you speak the truth, elicit the truth, recognize the truth, require the truth, and accept the truth.
0: Do you have one up for peace?
1: Well, it, you know, here's the thing. There isn't a stone for peace. Because what is a lack of peace? I'll tell you what we do have spreads up for. We have spreads up for greed. We have them up for stress. We have them up for prejudice. We have them up for reading good judgment and not being overly judgmental of ourselves or others. We have them up for choosing, making choices that are the best outcome. So when you say, do you have a spread up for world peace? I don't believe world peace is a single malady, like if we were to say cancer, leukemia, or diabetes. World peace is not in is not has not come into being not because there is no peace but because there are all of these factors that don't allow for an environment
0: from which peace can exist well that's amazing now and spreads uh you were talking about uh you have them up for maybe different diseases so have you put one up for as an example, cancer, because we have um, such a large amount of people that have cancer. Have you created a well, for that? I'll tell you,
1: um, there are so many diseases. its just It was very daunting because right now we have 1,170 pounds of clear quartz crystal spread over 16 blanket spreads. Treating each, treating the globe for their own individual setting. Wow. So we had to look at: are we going to be chasing diseases, or do we want to go directly at the cause, not the effect? You know, the things that cause illness are what we need to fix. And My so, toxins. if I if I want to treat poverty, I need to address greed. If I want to treat cancer, I need to address the mentality that puts the toxicity into the environment that causes it. So most of the spreads we have up are coming from that. And like I said, I think your listeners would love the series because this is going to run probably nearly a year because we're going to take every single spread and explain it. And go into the nuances and include a picture of it so they can see it. Wow. And so instead of treating cancer or leukemia or diabetes, because where do I end? What about Parkinson's? What about Lou Gehrig's? I mean, there's too many. There's too many illnesses to prioritize. So we're trying to treat the environment from which illness springs. So right now I only have one physical malady that is up being treated, and that is brain chemical balance,
2: oh good sheila <laughs> i I question if um, um you know you talked about the blanket, and um, I'm wondering you know you're looking at diseases and everything, and maybe the the toxicity within, within people's bodies. So releasing the toxicity, you you actually have I think you have a bracelet to help detoxify. You well wanna- we
1: don't we don't have a bracelet for detox. We have a bracelet that is protection, it's emotional armor.
0: Okay. Um,
1: it it has fourteen what we call shield stones on it. And those shield stones address stress. They address um, wisdom, making good choices, um, people who are empaths, who have trouble with other people's energy and hoo-ha, attacking them. All of these wonderful stones called shield stones are on one bracelet, and we do offer those at our website. But it is, it is something you can wear all the time. Now, if I'm treating someone for cancer, AIDS, diabetes, leukemia, You don't just wear a stone for treating um, a physical toxicity. Because toxicity has to run out of your body. It has to go somewhere. And once you've been holding stones that interact with the physical body for 20 minutes, they themselves start to become involved in the toxicity. And you have to put those stones down and let them clear for three hours before they can be picked up again. The stones that treat the emotional self and the spiritual self, we call those shields, and they don't get toxic. So you don't have to put them down, take them off, or do them in a um, time frame regimen as if they were antibiotics, so to speak. Mm -hmm. When I use stones to do a lung cleansing, I hold stones four times a day at a three- to four-hour interval, leaving them set aside in that three- or four-hour interval to let them clear. Now, I could not take those same stones that I used for my lung cleansing and put them on a necklace and just wear it. Because after 20 minutes, they've absorbed all of the toxicity concerning the particulates that may be in my lungs from the atmosphere or whatever environment I'm, I'm breathing in. Um, But then they stop working at 20 minutes. You don't just wear a cancer treatment. You don't just wear a leukemia treatment. But the shield stones, you can wear 24-7 because they're protection,
0: not Mm detox. Okay. So do you have to, uh, I mean, do you have to cleanse your stones? I, I know in your book you have a chapter on cleansing. Can you mm-hmm. t- tell our listeners a little bit about cleansing stones?
1: Absolutely. They do it themselves. They just do it themselves, you know, just like um everything that is matter in motion goes through a cycle. For example, every 7 days you have a brand new layer of epidermis everywhere on your body. Um it takes a matter of minutes for all of the blood in your entire body to circulate once completely through stones are matter in motion, like everything else. When they're touching you, they're they're um, identifying and working to balance toxicity out of your body. So they become involved with that toxicity. They can only hold so much. It's like filling a glass with water. Once the glass is full, if you continue pouring, that water is just going to spill back out of the glass. Well, if you hold stones that you're using for physical, medical applications longer than 20 minutes, it's just like filling the glass and the stone um, energy just falls back toxicity falls back into your body, the stones have ceased to work after 20 minutes. So you have to time yourself, and you put the stones down. Now, because everything that is matter in motion is our own little universe that travels through its own cycle, all you do is set them aside. Don't touch them for three hours. It takes three hours for them to clear. It takes three hours for them to go through one revolution. You do not set them to sunlight, moonlight, you don't sage them. Don't ever put them in salt because that micro-pits them. You know, you put stones in salt, if you pull it out of the salt and you look at it under a microscope, there's little pits in it because the salt cauterizes minerals. So there's a lot of things that people do based on ceremony and tradition, but not based on physics. when, When I have asked people about some of their cleansing rituals, no one has actually ever been able to explain to me why the ritual they're doing does what they claim it does, which is why it took five and a half years to write this book, because I needed to understand. I needed to understand, like Tesla, the absolute science of it, the physics of it, and the chemistry of it, and that led me to the biochemistry, which is how the stones help us as living beings. So as far as cleansing and contamination, you contaminate them by touching them. If I'm going to hand someone else a, a set of stones to use for a treatment, I will hand them those stones wearing gloves. If I'm going to set stones into a blanket spread, I'm going to take stones that have set untouched for three hours so I know they are clear, and I'm going to handle them with gloves on so that they don't touch my toxicity before I set them into a blanket spread
2: to send out to treat the planet. Wow. Wow. Sheila, would you please describe also, um, for instance, if someone has cancer, are there any particular stones that would not be the best for that person to have around them?
1: Yeah, um, actually, that's a great question. I know that I touched earlier on there's not necessarily stones that will hurt you because of combinations, but there certainly are a few safeguards. Um, Let's take amethyst for uh, one of the best examples, because it's so very popular. Amethyst does one thing. It says cells divide. It's like a little folder with blinders on that says cells divide, cells divide, cells divide. So it speeds up cell division. Anything that is going on with you, if you were to be wearing amethyst by itself, for example. If you're sick, whatever illness is just going to divide faster farther. In other words, it's going to get worse, especially if you've got something like cancer, which is either the degeneration or the growth of an un- unwanted cell mito- mitosis. Then you have what can happen while wearing it. If I was wearing amethyst alone and I were to burn myself or cut myself or bruise myself, that injury would be worse because the very presence of amethyst causes cells to go whatever direction they're going faster farther. So wearing an amethyst bracelet, if you burn your finger, the burn's going to be more severe. Now, stones relate to each other first. So if you're wearing more than one stone on yourself as jewelry, then those stones are going to communicate to each other. And amethyst with anything else would send a different message. If I was wearing amethyst and I had pearls on, then the amethyst and the pearl talk to each other and they say, well, we're looking at the female reproductive system, which is uterus, fallopian tubes, and ovary." But again, you're only going to wear the stones as adornment once you have them on beyond... A twenty-minute time frame, if they're stones for the physical. I know this sounds like there's a lot of information, and it is like learning a language. But now, would amethyst you know speed up? What,
0: would amethyst speed up? What would amethyst speed up? What the stone? Another stone does. I mean,
1: well, if you put amethyst with another stone. Amethyst with another stone sends the message cell division. So, for example, if you were trying to treat something that was not cellular, cells are tangible. If you're trying to treat something that is in the spirit realm, having amethyst on you or touching you would actually negate that because the spirit does not have a cell structure. So, it would inhibit you being able to do work on a non cellular level. I mean, we have three bodies we have physical, mental, and spiritual. Physical body is straight cell structure, spiritual body is absence of cell structure. It's the ether, it's the etheric body. But then the stones that are for the mental, emotional body. They touch both sides. Most of them deal with the endocrine system. You know, when people talk about the pineal gland and they talk about um, male and female hormones, um, the endocrine system is the next book that we'll be doing because it's where the body meets the mind. We hope to come out with three volumes. This first volume was strictly the physical Stones for the physical body. And stones for the physical body don't treat the spirit. And vice versa. They're different. It's just like you would not use medicine for blood pressure to treat someone for depression. You have to use the right medicine.
0: Wow, you've done so much research on this, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um,
2: Selah, you, you, um let's see. First of all, we're talking with Selah Wiedemann, and uh, she will be having some upcoming events. Um, on the 12th of March, it will be in Orange County. Um, and let's see, there's a book signing that you're going to be doing at the Music Hall, the Sweetwater Music Hall, March 16th? Yeah,
1: Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley. uh,
2: Okay. And then on the 19th, you're going to be in Berkeley, California.
1: Well, actually, before that, on the um, 15th, we're going to be up in Santa Rosa at Crystal Channel, where I'm doing a free lecture and book signing. The same on the 16th in Mill Valley at um, the Sweetwater is a free lecture and book signing. And at the Berkeley Doubletree Marina on the 19th and 20th is a full two-day workshop. And people attending the workshop, um, either the Orange County workshop on the 12th and 13th or the Berkeley workshop on the 19th and 20th, included in the workshop is a copy of the new book is a set of seven cleansers, is an amethyst and a quartz crystal to go with that beginner set of treating your immune system, and on day two, everyone will make in real time a bottle of essence from scratch so you know how to correctly make a rock essence, and it will be made for the malady or imbalance of your choice. So it's a very interactive workshop.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know what? I I don't know how many different workshops I've been to. I, I sit and it's just like you just can't believe what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> it, is, it is so beautiful. It is so exact and so beautiful. People walk away. They're just, you know, so thankful that they got to be with you. And um, I, there's never a time when that hasn't happened. Um, Well, thank you, Tess. Oh, it's so true, Selah. It is just glorious to have that time with you. But you you.
1: know, you know what I've said for 33 years, my darling. I am just UPS. I am just (laughs) delivering this information. It belongs to everyone already.
2: I know, but it's just, oh, my God, it's so gorgeous. Okay, you know what? We all like a Herkman diamond. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, sure. and uh, talk a little, a little bit about how we could use our Herkimer diamond.
1: Okay, well, Herkimer diamond indicates the throat area, which is the neck, the larynx, the voice box, um, the esophagus. So it's, it's just like the other stones. It's mix and match. Now, if you were to put Herkimer with coral, which, again, as bone or calcium, that would indicate C1 through C7. That's the the seven vertebrae that make up your neck would be pinpointed by putting coral with Herkimer diamond. Now, if you had throat cancer, you would put Herkimer diamond indicating that in the neck, with the stone, white calcite, which is for cell mutation, which is what cancer is, mutating cells. So, herkimer with calcite says cancer in the neck. If you were to put herkimer with white calcite with rhodochrosite, that would be herkimer saying neck, calcite saying cancer, but the rhodochrosite saying skin. So instead of throat cancer, it would be a skin cancer on the neck area. So herkimer diamond can be used to indicate the neck. If you pull a muscle in your neck, you put herkimer diamond with the stone halite, which is for muscle. And now you are sending the stone's assistance
2: to the next muscle, wow, oh oh yeah, oh my gosh, uh, let's see. Let's talk about muscles and injury like in other parts of the body, like you know somebody falls and or somebody has cramps in their legs or whatever. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: well, I'll tell you the number one thing about rock medicine is it doesn't replace doctors. It replaces pharmaceuticals and some of the toxic treatments that doctors employ. If someone were to fall down a flight of stairs and their leg bone is sticking through the skin, I'm not gonna pat them on the head, put a bunch of stones in their <laughs> hand and tell them, You will be perfectly fine.
0: <laughs>
1: that there needs to be some manual manipulation there. So the bone has to be set. Rock medicine does not deal in diagnostics. Anytime a person comes to me and says, I have a really bad pain in my stomach, what stones do I need to use? I'll tell them, I don't know, find out what the pain is, and then I can tell you. So we will always need very skilled physicians for diagnostic that's the hardest part of medicine is really pinpointing what's going on. Going wrong. When we know what's wrong, then we know what to fix. And so rock medicine does not teach or
0: promote
1: or deal in diagnosis or prognosis. And in fact, unlike most alternative medical practitioners, I send my people to the doctor twice as often. Because if someone's on a medication, say, um, blood pressure medication, once they start taking rock medicine, they have to go within three weeks to their doctor to have those med levels checked because they're going to want to back them off of those medications. And those are not things that we make our own decisions on. You know, if you if you trust a physician to identify your malady or your condition and you've trusted him enough to give you a medicine that he believes is a maintenance program for it, when you move and choose rock medicine as a cure, then you're going to need to go back to that physician and make sure that those medicines are being dropped and reduced for their reading, for their calculations of how much your body is healing and restoring its own proper function.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, have you worked with allergies? Like um, where I live, there it's springtime, and all the you know blossoms are out, and people have allergy attacks. Um, what stones would you suggest for that?
1: Well, you know. Um, Not unlike a great deal of our list of maladies, I always tell people, you know, treat your immune system. Here's the way I feel about allergies, by and large. Um, No one is allergic to trees. No one is allergic to cats. No one is allergic to fish or milk, naturally. If you have a healthy body... You should be able to smell the roses. You should be able to drink milk. You should be able to eat fish if you choose to. If you're not able to, it means that something's wrong with the way your body responds to, um, metabolizes, or processes those things which other people can ingest or be exposed to with no ill effects at all. So the thing to change is your immune system. And there are seven stones in concert. You use them all together. Um, And then we add amethyst because that's the cell structure of our physical body. So when we treat our immune system, we use jade, amber, pyrite, smoky quartz, clay, covalyte, and then there's one stone that is an either-or. The stone that treats the blood in us, which is part of our immune system, is either hematite or carnelian. Now, if you are under 55 years old, you use hematite. If you're 55 and older, you use carnelian, and this is for several reasons. Our bodies go through a change at that near mid-century point. It's also because you've been 55 years exposed to the environmental toxins, and your body is more saturated and requires, a different stone than those people who are younger. And also, in general, whether you're treating an allergy or an illness or an attitude, the time it takes rock medicine to bring someone into a place of complete wellness is gauged on three things. The age of the patient. The younger the patient, the faster it works because they've been exposed to less toxicity. The severity of the disease. Obviously, treating someone for leukemia versus treating someone for the flu is going to take a much different time frame. And the third thing is longevity. Somebody who has had the same disease for a matter of months versus someone who's had that same condition for years is going to heal faster. So it's age, severity, and longevity that combine for how long it takes for any one illness or malady to heal.
0: What, I what know I'm throwing a lot
1: of info no, out there. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what about cholesterol? That's a from toxins.
1: Well, I mean, cholesterol is a combination of diet, exercise, and metabolism. I mean, you can't you can't just say that what is supposed to process and keep good cholesterol good. Is enough to treat if a person's eating habits are such that they're overtaxing the system's ability to convert to good cholesterol. you follow me yes, so we don't we don't just treat for cholesterol there are i mean there are a certain number of things that if we continue to do them, they're going to continue to manifest ill effects in our body, so it depends on how badly the production of bad cholesterol is a result of a breakdown in the uh, metabolism of the person, and it's a physical problem, or is it something that has to do with their consumption behavior? And a really good example of that is type one and type two diabetes. Type one diabetes is something that a person is born with and it is a critical malfunction of the the um uptake of what are called the Isles of Langhorn within our system that deal with insulin absorption. But type 2 diabetes is strictly food and diet. It's food and diet. It's nothing else. Uh It's not because your body doesn't function correctly. It's because you did not make a proper adjustment for your body's needs with regard to food and diet.
2: Selah, um unfortunately, we're kind of coming to the end. I We have a couple of minutes that I just <clears throat> wanted to ask you, is there something that we haven't touched upon that you want to? We also need to give out your website, which is rock-medicine.com. Your name is Sela, S-E-L-A, and then Wiedemann, W-E-I-D-E-M-A-N-N. And how can somebody get in touch with you uh, on well, the website?
1: the website is actually, yes, that is the best bet. I have an email address there. The website really has some wonderful offerings on it, aside from the books and aside from some stone products. We don't sell a plethora of stones in general, but we do sell the Shieldstone bracelets and also um, the seven cleanser kits just to get people going. Um, We also have testimonials there people can read. We, of course, have the calendar and events page. Um, And I do a blog that now that the book is out, because actually this book has just come out, just barely a month um, ago is when we released it, Um, we're going to become real regular again about our blogs. And as I said, watching... These global spreads make a difference and make a change for the planet. And anyone who has, well, they manage to gather. We want this to be a cooperative because two spreads of the same thing will not do anymore. So if people are thinking of putting up a blanket spread because they've read the book or because um, they're following the... Uh, the um, chronicles of these global spreads on the website and they would like to put one up, that we especially would like people to get in touch with us so that we can put our heads together on it and make sure that a spread is going up that we don't already have one up for and that is something that's pretty much indicated as a priority on our list of spreads.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. Well, you know, Selah, this is such a science to all of this. <laughs> we we thank you for being this warrior goddess
0: to support our health mm-hmm.
2: and earth. I mean, it's magnificent what
0: you're doing. Ah, Yeah, boy. thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for being with us today. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so
1: welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Blessings mm-hmm. to both of you.
0: Blessings thank you. to you. Uh ah. you.
2: Bye
1: bye now. Bye. Bye. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner
0: Bridge with Bridge.
1: Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Huh?